Good morning. morning. Nearly everybody was awake. It wasn't bad. Sometimes, uh, I think, uh, and this applies to, to some passages of Scripture more than others, we can get so fixed on thinking about what the passage doesn't say or what people think it says that we want to tell them that it doesn't that we actually... You can tell I'm going to go into one of those things that I do, can't you? It's shortly here if I'm not careful. I'll try to avoid that. that. That actually we miss some of what it is saying. Because we spend all our time sort of arguing against the passage rather than kind of going with the flow, as it were. Does that, does that, can, you, can you kind of latch on to what I'm saying there? I'm going to be taking my thoughts this morning from the first couple of chapters of John's Gospel. Uh, And I I think that's one in particular where we spend a lot of time saying, well, it it definitely doesn't say this. Uh, And we're probably right to say that it doesn't say what we say that it doesn't say, but sometimes what we don't say is what it says, that it really says. Good. So now I've got you all... (laughs) Now that I've got you all on board, um, one of the things that I think clearly comes through from... uh, from the first couple of chapters of John, is, is, is the power, the forethought, the wonder uh, of God. I, I don't know what you all subscribe to in terms of the age of the universe, but let's, let's just assume for now that you, you take current scientific thinking, which is that it's 6.8 billion years old, something like that, Right? Well, I think what the Bible, whatever that number is, I think what the Bible tells us is, you know, there was a beginning. But before that beginning, God had sorted out everything that was going to happen. Sometimes we, uh, and, you know, I I even think our our statement of faith um, uh, supports this view uh, if, if it's not careful. Sometimes we think that Jesus was plan B. And Jesus was never plan B. Jesus was always plan A. Jesus was plan A before an atom of the universe existed. And I think that the more that you think... If you just sat and thought about that for five minutes... Actually, I wouldn't need to do anything else this morning. Because I think... it, And I know there are some of you who are really wishing that that's what I was going to do. But I'm... Yeah, I'm <laughs> It just blows your mind. And so, um, I want us to sing two songs together. First of all, I will worship, and then I stand in awe. Father, we stand in awe of your majesty, your power, your foresight and forethought that you could map entire civilizations before they came into being that you can know what each of us thinks that you can know what we will do both to praise you and to bring your name into disrepute 
But most of all, Father, we stand in awe of the love that looks to each of us and turns us from hopeless and abandoned creatures into creatures of light. People into whom you have breathed your breath that we in turn may praise and glorify you. Lord, that you look to us and that you are central to what we want to do is awesome. We are humbled, we are thankful, and Father, we stand in awe. Amen. So Andrew's going to come and give us the announcements. Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to see you all here this morning. Um, Judith's gone for a moment. Love to see Zoe and Matt. Did I see David Hanley there? Yes, and other people. Very well, warm welcome to you all. To say that Gladys returned home from hospital on Wednesday, she'd be happy to have visitors at home if anybody's able to pop round, but sadly Gladys wasn't well enough to be with us here this morning. Ian has been visited in the week and again this morning. Um, he did seem a bit brighter during the week, but we hope that he might come and join us at the Bethel soon. Bill has had a good report from his oncologist, which is positive news. Marion has been visited and is doing relatively well. She does appreciate hearing from her friends and brothers and sisters at the Bethel. Mike Hardy, as we all know, um, probably all know, uh, is in a hospital undergoing an operation. He had his surgery on Monday, last Monday. We understand the operation went according to plan, although it was a, a nine-hour operation. There weren't any complications. Mike was due to stay in hospital for at least 10 days. Um, he has been in quite a bit of pain during the week, but uh, that does seem to be improving now. That's the latest news, so we'll keep uh, updating one another on that. But our thoughts and prayers are with Mike and Sue at this time. Um, Joe is preparing the care news for next week as well. Um, I heard from Mike Newbold during the week that Maggie seems to be fading now. Um, Maggie's in good care and our prayers are with Mike and Maggie and the family at this time. Um, Sylvie's saying that Juan isn't too good at the moment. He's got a bad cold and flu. We hope this clears up soon because of his pending heart operation on the 22nd of March. And it's good to see Rob here with us this morning. Rob has finished his chemo and um, radiotherapy now and he's awaiting his operation later in April. And it's good to see John here as well. Um, very warm welcome to you all. Those are our care announcements. Would you like me to? Yes. So while we think about that now, one or two other members, let's... I'll just ask, has anybody, has anybody got any other people they'd like us to remember in our pastoral prayer? Okay, well, should we just bow our... Sorry? Lord God, our Father, 
great God, we stand in awe and yet it's wonderful we can address you as Abba, Father. We've brought people before you this morning, Lord. And we do pray now as we think of Gladys and Ian and Bill and Marion and Mike and Sue and Mike and Margaret and Juan and Rob and Amy Lee. Be with them, Father. They've all got individual needs. Please be with them. Father, too, those of us who've got things in our hearts that we find difficult to relate to others, to relate to others, we do pray, Lord, that we might be able to talk them through with you. We pray that we might see a way of dealing with these situations in our personal lives. Help us all, Lord, to open up as much as we can of our lives before you. Heal and guide and bless us, Lord. We think two of the managing committees meeting on Monday. We do pray, Lord, that you will be with all the committee. Guide us, Lord, as your family and, and as your church. Build us up, Lord. Heal and forgive. Bless our efforts as we strive to stand as a lampstand here in Old Trafford. We thank you, Lord, for all the prayers you've answered in the past and pray that you will increase our faith. It might be an active family that strives to keep your light shining. So be with all those who need your help now, who we have remembered this morning, and guide us in all our activities, Father, too, we pray. Amen. Wine, symbolising the blood of Jesus. A new covenant and a new creation for the world, for your world. And who are these people sitting before me than part of your new creation? My brothers and sisters. Father, as we take this wine, help me to see my brothers and sisters for what they really are. And help me to help them on their journey towards your kingdom. And as we take this wine, help me to see myself for who I really am. Not covering up my eyes to the reality of my sinfulness, but opening my mind to the possibilities of truthfulness in my life. And as we take this wine, help me to see you, Father, for who you really are, our great creator and loving Father, in the light of your lovely Son, Jesus. Amen. When they were doing this, to discern the body. Stephen, his prayer talks about us thinking about, our, and, and so did Matt, about the part that we have as part of the body of Christ. And we see each other as part of that. At the marriage in Cana, uh, 
Jesus transformed the everyday into something special. He took water and it became the best wine that they'd had. It doesn't tell us whether it, he changed it in the pot. It doesn't tell us whether he changed it in the cup on the way to the master of the feast. It doesn't even tell us that he did it. It just said, the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. And it's like... I, 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 to be honest, all of the analogies fall short. So I don't care whether you want to kind of think about yourself as having a, a, a set of clothes on that are Jesus that does that. Whether you think about, you know, one of these little cardboard cutout face masks that, that, that look so scarily realistic when people have them on. Um, but the master of the banquet tastes wine. And that transformation takes place. Now, sometime between when I first heard about God and when I'm raised, when Jesus comes back, I will be perfect. I know most of you think there's a long way to go. That's fine. You can hold on to that opinion. Yeah? And I can hold on to whatever opinion that I might have about how far along the process you are. But God has a very peculiar way of talking about salvation. In the New Testament, God talks about people having been saved, finished, done in the past. He talks about people being saved, present continuous tense, an ongoing process. And he talks about people will be saved, future completed tense, done. And all of those are at the same time true for each of us. That's the thing about trying to get into the mind of God. It isn't easy. Because our salvation is assured. That's what this is supposed to remind us. It's an ongoing process. Look at us. It's an ongoing process. And there is a time at which it will be complete. And that's fantastic. Let's sing to God about his amazing grace.